Good afternoon. Hello, hello. It is afternoon, right? Yeah, for me anyway, yeah. <laughs> so good afternoon, listeners. This is Gaming Sessions. I am, of course, David, co-host Gerald. Um, just a quick note before Gerald starts his, uh, his intro. Um, quick shout out if any listeners are in the area affected by the polar vortex or whatever it's called. Hope y'all are keeping warm. And uh, staying safe, of course. And hopefully that shit will be over soon. So having said that, go for it. Yep. Uh, thank you for joining us again, everyone who has. Uh, hope you've been having a good day. Hope you've been having a good week. And hope you've been being safe and warm out there. Indeed. And speaking of weeks, it's been a heck of one, hasn't it? Um, so I'm going to say it. Uh, some people might take offense. Uh, I don't mean any offense. I'm just saying this because this is something that happened. Rush Limbaugh died at the age of 70 this week. Yeah, I saw that too. And uh, the social media verse has uh, been aflames yet again. Now, um, me, I'm the kind of person uh, I didn't, I wasn't cheering when Ruth, when Justice Ginsburg died. You know, she, she was a good, a good justice of the Supreme Court. I probably don't, I don't, believe in her type of politics but that doesn't mean i can't say that a a good woman passed conversely a lot of people hate rush for stuff that he said or did or supposedly said or did and uh you know those aren't my politics either just wanted just wanted to say that you know someone of repute had passed this week so yeah so bye to all the listeners who are leaving now. Just kidding. Uh, also, did my first full week uh, of walking around the hospitals for work. I walked about 13-ish miles this week. So that was fun. Um, I thought this was interesting. Activision uh mistakenly announced like a giant world map for Call of Duty zombies, then pretended that they didn't. I thought that was kind of of funny. Like, here's this big giant map. Oh, wait, no, it's not. Um, Another, so on, on my phone, I don't know if yours or listeners, if you have Google, uh, have Android phones, if you swipe right, you get like a list of articles so I found one for a uh, rogue-like deck-building game called Roguebook. And I'm going to add that to the list of I wish my laptop was better so I could play it. Um, Destiny had a new exotic scout rifle come out. I had a, fr- a friend of mine and I did the, the mission. It was interesting. Scout rifle's okay. Um, I need to get better with shooting people in the face in order for it to actually do me any good. So there was that. Um, I think it was Thursday during our, our, our writing sprint for the week. I wrote a destiny fanfic and shared it with a couple friends who played destiny. One specifically, who's a lore connoisseur. He loved the shit out of it. So 
had that going for me. Uh, Perseverance, the Perseverance, uh, um, what the, what the hell you want to call it? Rover, Perseverance Rover landed on Mars and we got some finally color pictures and lo and behold, it's all red and dusty and nothing there. But uh, that, you know, <clears throat> Perseverance is going to be uh, ro roaming around Mars's surface and snapping pictures. Uh, they also have a, a, a drone copter that landed with the rover. So we, I guess we can get aerial, uh, better aerial photos of the planet surface. Hmm. Um, this is one I saw on both on Facebook and then on one of the podcasts I listened to yesterday, they, uh, they mentioned it. A musician took his uncle's uh, pelvis rib cage and one other set of bones and made a guitar out of it. Yeah, I saw that too. I mean, <laughs> I'm not surprised that a person did this. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, that's disrespectful to the dead and da 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 da. And I'm like, you do understand that when a person dies, they don't care what you do with their body at all <laughs> whatsoever. Um, now, is it untraditional? And now is it untraditional? Yeah. Is it insensitive? It was his uncle. That's between him and his family. I guess it's good that he at least decided to do something with it that I guess honors his uncle, because I assume that was the intent. But eh, would I have done something like that? No. But <laughs> people like literally going like people losing their minds over this weird the isolated thing it's just it's not like he's gonna start up a, a generation of people who do that with their aunts uncles mothers and fothers or sons and like it's not gonna be a thing um mm, so we'll i feel like it. people are blowing we'll it out well of proportion ages. Well, I just think people are blowing it out of proportion. If you want to look at it and go, I wouldn't do something like that, that's fucking weird. Fine. I get it. <laughs> but really, the only reason people are freaking out about it is because it's untraditional to do that. Whenever someone does something that's that's harmless, because he has hurt no one, as far as we know. Like I said, that's between him and the rest of his family. We don't know how his uncle's wife felt about it or his uncle's, you know, his uncle's brother or sisters felt about it or, you know, we don't know any of that stuff. So if the family was OK with it and he was OK with it, I assume his uncle is the kind of person that would have seen this happen and been like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> at least I assume I don't know. And I don't know his uncle. I don't know. But it, it just seems like everyone's blowing it out of per, uh rolling it out of proportion because once again it is something different from the norm and just, people just can't deal with that shit <laughs> right I, I know a lot I know several of my friends who are like really big metal heads were like oh my god that's so fucking metal ah. um, the, okay so yeah that happened and then the one last bit I have for my week uh what is uh, this thing called the story engine deck? Uh, I downloaded the demo of it, printed it out. It's like, there's like 10 pages of six cards each. And it, it's supposed to, it's supposed to provide 
uh, writing prompts for you. So you have like agent cards, which are the the person you're writing about, the engine card, which you know provides the the, the story line. Um, anchor cards is like the location aspect uh, modifies the location for like you can make it enchanted or haunted. And then the conflict card provides the twist, I guess. So I might hmm. have to give that a, a try on the next writing sprint. And is that the is that the thing that you sent me? The rogue thing? Uh, was that the, something rogue, the rogue book game. The computer game. Yeah, I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find anything actually on it. Um I have to try again. I haven't tried since the first time I checked, and maybe my phone just isn't powerful enough to have done it because I did it at work. So mm. I'll have to actually sit down at my desktop and look it up then. Mm. But yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's that's basically been my week. Put it that way. Okay. Um, I didn't have too much of a week. Um. The Guilty Gear Strive open beta happened, but by the time I downloaded it to play it, its servers were down because apparently they just got so many people on it, they actually couldn't. I don't know if it was an issue on their side or they just got so many people on it, it, it just fell. Um, as far as I know, because uh, there have been people who played it early, so they got videos and stuff out for it, so the rollback netcode for it, as far as everyone has been saying, and from the videos I've been watching, is superb. They did it right. It's great. Um, there have been some issues where it gets choppy in the frame rate, but I'm chalking that up either to people with really terrible connections or to people who are trying to lag switch in the game. Mm. Because that could cause that. Because at any like nine times out of ten the net code is solid it's perfect and it holds like it's supposed to um so if it's becoming really choppy either this person is literally on the exact opposite of the planet from you or they're lag switching it, like it's the only thing i can think of to make it break down the way that it is um when it does because it doesn't do it often it's it's been i've only seen one or two matches where it has actually gotten bad at all um and when it did it was really bad so i can only assume lag switching or that person's connection was either wi-fi or just terrible like just just garbage <laughs> um uh, the new characters Nagoriyuki and Giovanna are there. Nagoriyuki is looking like he has a lot of problems with his game plan. Giovanna looks fine. She 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 plays she plays well. She's simple. She's strong when she's strong. She's weak when she's like she's she's a good built. She's a very she's a well built character. Um, is she going to be like top tier in the game? I'm not sure. 
I mean, we've, we've only gotten the open beta. The actual release of the game isn't until April, so we'll have to wait and see uh, as people are learning and gaining new tech and stuff like that. Um, Nago Ryuki, which is our, uh, our large uh, black samurai character, who he's like, uh, he's the other heavy in the game. He can't dash. Most of his issues that I am seeing is that he gets rushed down very easily, and it is hard for him to do anything about it. He has a teleport. He does have a teleport. The teleport, I thought, would have invincibility so that he couldn't be hit when he's teleporting because that would ve- because first of all when he teleports it he has three bars in his blood gauge and the way his blood gauge works is when it fills all the way up he goes into a berserk state when he berserks and loses his mask he is completely vulnerable unless you're right next to him because when you're right next to him and he goes into berserk he releases like a shock wave that hits you so if you're on, if you're a, a good distance, if you're maybe three or four steps away from him, that burst does not hit you. He is completely open and vulnerable and immediately starts losing health, meaning that he is immediately open to be punished. And he is constantly losing health the longer he's in the mode. So I thought the teleport would be invincible so that if he got pressured into a corner he could teleport out for one bar of his of his gauge because if he goes into berserk since he goes into berserk automatically you don't control it once that blood gauge fills up no matter what situation you're in good or bad you're going into berserk mode you don't control that so i figured because of that his teleport would be invincible so he could dash through things but at the cost of building one whole bar of your three bar blood gauge getting you closer to that moment of just complete vulnerability and the fact that then you're going to be losing health automatically um i also thought uh, but that is not the case watching matches with nagaryuki every time he teleported to do something he was immediately hit in the in the teleport just immediately smacked right in the face and i was like uh that's rough because that means he has no option to get out of a corner if you rush him down into a corner he's stuck in that corner he he has no options to get out like and other characters have invincible dragon punches or dps they have invincible dps they have uh Everybody's got a command grab, but you're not going to try to command grab your way out of a, you, you know, out of a corner. But as far as I can tell, just about every other character has some way to escape a corner, but him. That's rough, especially since he has no other mobility. Um, that's the biggest thing I've actually seen with the character. I thought the way they were going to I thought the way the character was going to be built cuz one of the things is each character has a classification so a cal- a character can be balanced a character can be a rushdown character a character can be a ranged character a character can be a uh uh a uh uh, there is a grab character, which is what Potemkin is. I forget what they call him. It's not. I, I forget the exact designation. They grappler. They get uh, a character can be a grappler. I think it was that he was designated. Um, but 
Giovanna is the only character in the game considered a rushdown character. And Nagoriyuki is the only character in the game considered a one-shot character, which is a completely new classification. He's considered a one-shot character because he has the ability off of one confirmed to take half your life. So what I thought... Yeah, yeah. He's when he gets a hit in, it hurts. So I understand berserk mode is like the uh the downside to that massive damage. But then again, you you also have the fact that he has no mobility. So he should have massive damage because he can't get around very much. He doesn't have any way to really get out of a corner. He doesn't uh he has the berserk mode that he'll just go into without your control and he loses life while he's in that mode and it's fast. It's not like a slow. It is fast he loses life. Well, in his uh in his berserk mode, he also has a super that if it hits does 50% damage on hit. And he can confirm in it. So if he hits you with a normal move, he can confirm into that and just do half your health bar in life. So because he's considered a one-shot character, what I was expecting is that his bar would be able to be managed in such a way that he could go into a combo, take half your life, that pushed his blood bar all the way up to full, he would berserk. The hit off of his berserk would keep you in the combo. Then he could confirm with one other with a with a like a quick light hit and then immediately go into the berserk super. Then you're dead. And and there you go. Done. I thought he was going to I, I really thought he was going to work like that, but it doesn't seem to be working out that way. So we'll have to wait and see how that we'll, – we'll just have to wait and see. Um, of other characters that I've watched play, uh, Ramlethal, who's one of the characters I'm going to be playing, one of my favorite characters, looks pretty solid. She has the ability to literally super, and her super is that she's, – she's a character that has two giant samurai swords that are always floating around her. Her super is that they – they lower down and basically shoot energy at you like rail guns. They basically turn into giant energy cannons and she, and it's full screen and she shoots it. Well, one of the really cheap things that I've seen people doing is that when she does that super, since it goes back into real time, they use a Roman cancel to pop her out of it. And since her swords are separate from her actual character, they're still shooting the super, and then she can rush in on you. And because the beams are still going, you can't really see what's going on at a certain height. So it actually camouflages if she's going to go for a low or a high. So her super, she can Roman cancel into a 50-50. Because once the super ends, she gets both her swords back. So she can just so she can super run up. She gets a camouflage 50-50, and if she connects, she still has her swords back so that she can go into big damage. So she looks pretty solid. Um, I haven't seen everything with her, but just from that little bit, she looks pretty solid. How she's going to shape up once the, rest of the cla- once the rest of the characters get added and are... Uh, and, you know, everyone really starts using them and figuring things out with them. Don't know. 
Um, but we'll see. She looks really good so far. I'm I I'll be I hope the the servers and stuff will be up because I'm gonna try to get back in later tonight. So I'm hoping the servers and stuff will be up so I'll be able to put some time in. Um, uh, let's see. I didn't see much on Zato and Eddie. Um, Soul looks just as solid as, as he always did. Um, Kai is solid as he always was. He has his new dragon install when he gets low on, when he gets low on health and actually has, since it changes the properties of his character, he can do an almost either an almost or an immediate 50% damage combo off of one confirm. Because he, it gives him the ability, it boosts his damage, and it gives him the ability to go into his super off of a confirm. So what people were doing is they would do his invincible DP, which would knock the character into the air. He could then do his light, which would, uh, which would bounce them again, and then go immediately into super, and it would just be 50% of their health gone. Um, so... Kai's doing that kind of thing. So everybody is like, yeah, Kai goes into install, you immediately murder him. You cannot allow him to live. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's see. Milia is looking really dominant. She, they increased her speed, and I watched a match with Milia, and she's literally just crossing people left, right, crossing people up because she's just that fast. She apparently has double air dashes. So I was just watching Milia run up to a character, air dash, and she has a move where she turns herself upside down um, and uh, whips her hair in a circle. And it causes a uh, it causes like a vacuum blade to happen. And it lasts for about a second, second and a half, maybe half a second to a second. Not sure. Um, but so what Amelia would do is she'd run up, air dash, go into that move, which you'd have to block. She'd land on the other side of you and go in for like a fifty for a a, a, a lower high. And then if you blocked, she'd just do it again and jump over to your other side because she's so stupid fast. She's like the fastest character in the game right now. Like, it's insane. She was just jumping back and forth over the top of characters. It was nuts. Um, so, and then she can always, and since every character, just about every character but two, or no, I think every character in the game has a command grab but Kai. So everyone in the game has a command grab, which means Milia can left right you, and if you go for a block, she could just command grab you. <laughs> oh man um, I don't know yet I only got to see one match with her so I don't know yet um, and it was against Nagariyuki and he can't really deal with pressure anyway I don't know about characters who can deal with that kind of pressure like I would like to see a match between her and Soul because Soul has an invincible DP and see if it works on him um, I'd even like to see if it maybe works on Kai, because if Kai decides to, uh, to, uh, outrange her by using his projectiles and just keep her at a distance, there may not be anything she can do about it. Um, I'd like to see if she might do, I'd like to see what would happen if she tried that thing against Potemkin, because Potemkin has anti-air grabs. 
So he might block that first attack, and before she lands, just grab her out of the air and break her spine. So, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, just until I can get in there and I can play around with my characters and see what happens, there's not much. Uh, there's not. There's not too much information I can give, like solid, like information I can give, other than what I've seen, and then I can only, you know make predictions off of that but uh uh i haven't seen any matches with eddie yet i need to sit down and watch one uh i was gonna sit down and watch a youtuber who had some eddie matches um but from what i've been hearing eddie is ridiculous eddie and zato are apparently just strong so we'll see um but yeah uh, i'm really looking to hopefully getting in and playing that um also the lobby system is still just like it was, which is bad. Since the netcode is so good on this game, the only thing they need to do is fix the lobby system so that you can get in and out of matches quickly. If you can get in and out of matches, like if I can get matched up with someone and then I leave and don't rematch them, and then less than a minute later immediately get into another match, that's what they need now. I've watched some people waiting a little bit more than one to two minutes to get a match, which isn't terrible. But when you got to sit and wait, hoping for a match to happen, uh, sometimes the the ability to match up with someone screws itself up. So then you have to wait even longer. That's what they have to get. That's what they have to fix in this next month or so. They have to get that taken care of. They have to get it so where you can set yourself up for a match. And maybe in about a minute or less, in a minute or less, you're in another match. And and then you're out, and then you're back in. You're, if they can get it to where you're out and you're back in, and the net code is as good as I've been seeing it, this game will become the number one fighting game. Period. Because for casuals, being able to get in and get out is the important thing. So you will bring casuals to your game if they can get in and out of good matches and then bounce. This game will literally overtake Dragon Ball in that once that happens. People will flock to this game. People who are playing Grand Blue Fantasy Versus will flock to this game. Because the only thing that Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is missing is that as well. Uh, Dragon Ball Z and Grand Blue Fantasy are missing the netcode and the ability to get in and out of matches quickly. That's what they're missing. If this game, if Guilty Gear Strive can bring that to players, it will seed itself as the number one game. Because everything else about the game is great. It's just that lobby system that has to be fixed. Netcode is great. The battles are great. The characters are great. All the special moves are, are, are shiny and flashy and make you go ooh and ah and ooh, oh god. Like, it, it, it's the game is great. They, the, the game right now is a 9 out of 10. They just have to fix that lobby system. If they can fix that lobby system, the game will be a 10 out of 10. I can't find anything else to complain about. The only other thing to complain about is once the game is released and people start really labbing the characters, and then we come across a character who is just the best character in the game, and there's nothing – that will be the only thing to complain about at that point. Um, and then that's just balancing it. So – so, so far, really, really, really looking good. Um, 
Outside of that, uh, Kaldeheim has already released a ban list. Uh, Magic the Gathering, the Kaldeheim, uh, Kaldeheim uh, block. I think it's only been out for two weeks. It's already released a ban list. Color me shocked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, and I believe one of the cards here, actually, we can go through it right now. Uh Kaldheim ban list. Banned and restricted. So Omnath Locust of Creation was one that me and my friends were like, oh, that's got to get banned. There's no way that can be allowed to stay in the game. Um, so what this does is when Omnath enters the battlefield, you get to draw a card. He has landfall that whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life. If this is the first time this ability has resolved this turn, if it's the second time, add one red, one green, one white, and one blue to your mana pool. If it's the third time, Omnath deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control off of landfall. He's a 4-4 four, four for 4 that costs 1 red, 1 green, 1 white, 1 blue. That landfall mechanic can be so easily abused, it's insane. <laughs> like, so he just, he just shows up and then scorched earth. Dude, I'm surprised. Uh, I'm actually really surprised. So he was banned in the historic format. Um, and Uro, the Titan of Nature's Wrath, was also banned. And when Uro enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless it escaped. Whenever Uro enters the battlefield or attacks, you gain three life and draw a card. Then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. So this actually works really well with Omnath. And he's only he's a 6-6 six, six for three, a one green and a blue. Now he escapes for four mana two blue, and two uh, green. Exile five of the cards from your graveyard to just bring them onto the field. And since you get to play a land, I think he actually works pretty well with Omnath. I can't say for sure. I haven't built that deck yet. I'll let you know. Um, from Pioneer, they, ba they uh, banned Blustrod Spy. They banned Teferi, the Time Reveler. They banned Undercity Informer. They banned Nature's Wrath again. They banned Wilderness Reclamation. In Modern, they banned Field of the Dead. They banned Mystic Sanctuary. They banned Simeon Spirit Guide. They banned Tybalt's Trickery. They banned, and they banned, of course, Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath again. Um, in Legacy, they banned Akram's Astrolobe, Dreadhorde Arcanist, Oko, Thief of Crowns. And in Vintage, oh, they actually unbanned Lucaris of the Dreamed In in Vintage. Hmm, okay. So that was an unbanned. But yeah, they've... <sighs> yeah, yeah. We... And Tybalt's Trickery? Okay, so Tybalt's Trickery is, rid is ridiculous, especially in Modern. It's a two-cost instant spell. It costs one red and one. Counter-target spell. So it's a two-cost in red counterspell. The last counterspell that was two-cost was in blue at instant speed. 
And any other two costed counterspells after that were always sorceries. That alone makes it ridiculously good. A two cost instant counterspell. But you can also choose one, two, or three at random. Its controller mills that many cards, then exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card with a different name than that spell. They may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then they put the exile cards on the bottom of their library in a random order. So the way this was being abused is because it doesn't specify who you can target. So what would be done is a player would cast a really like a a, a, a player would cast a uh, either a zero cost spell or a one cost spell, and they're actually zero cost spells. Uh, some of the some artifacts cost zero to play them, but you're still casting them. So they would cast a zero cost or a one cost spell. Then they would play Tibalt's trickery to counter it, and since you're countering your own spell you have to choose one, two, or three at random. And you could probably roll a die for it or whatnot. And then, and what they would do is they would they would fill their deck with these high-cost game-ending cards. Because if you pull that card, you then get to play it without, its, without paying its mana cost. <clears throat> and let's say you don't get something. Let's Let's say you pick three and you pick three off your deck and you get nothing but lands. You're like, ah, well, darn it. Well, even so, those cards aren't gone. They just go back on the bottom of your deck in any order you want. And then you just do it again next turn. Uh, there are some cards that will give you extra turns. There are some cards that will allow you, uh, there are plenty of cards that allow you to copy a card that you just casted. There are so many ways that you could do this to where you could go through maybe six or ten cards in your deck just so you could get, like, I don't know, maybe that 15-15 trample would be really good to have on the field right now. Mm. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it could be in modern, that card can be easily abused i'm actually surprised it's not the only reason it's not banned from um the only reason it's not banned from uh from commander is because you can only have one copy of it in the deck that's the only reason it's not banned from uh commander um but yeah so my question when it comes to these cards getting banned why the fuck do they make them because they don't properly people have been like there is no way to properly test whether a card it can be a problem but i'm like no that's not true because <laughs> okay look at it this way a a block of cards that magic the gathering is going to put out usually usually they're in the planning stage for a good six months to a year maybe longer Right. And so they have to come with the they have to come up with the car. They have to come up with the effect that it has. And then they have to come up with the artwork. Right. And they're supposed to play test it. If you come out with a card 
And two weeks after it is released into the world, you immediately then have to ban it. You're telling me that the people who play these cards in tournament circuits have more time to come up with broken ways to abuse it than you have time to play test it and make sure that those broken ways of abusing it don't work. There's no, it's not how that works. If I can come up with a broken combo for this card within a week of it being shown, you should also be able to realize, oh, that could be broken really easily. I don't know. Maybe right. I don't understand how this. Maybe I don't understand how this process works. You know, maybe I just don't understand how this process works. But that seems weird to me. That especially because in Magic the Gathering, when they're making these cards, they have previous tournament winners working for them. They do. Right. And what I always say is, I say it in fighting games and I'll say it in Magic the Gathering. If you're coming out with something new, if in fighting games you're coming out with a new character, get a tournament winner to play that character and make sure there's nothing broken going on there. Because it doesn't matter if they get all the experience of that character first, as long as there's enough time for other people to also figure that character out, then it's then it's an even playing field. So I'm sitting here like, you're really telling me that Magic the Gathering couldn't just get some, or Wizards of the Coast. You're telling me that they couldn't just hire four or five tournament winners or top eighters or top 16ers to be like, this is our new, this is our, our, our new block. Play with it. See what you can figure out. And just have and you, you go. Go ahead. I I would think that tournament winners would love the opportunity to do that. And as long as you put the block out in a time frame in which people can get their hands on it and do their own labbing before the tournaments before the tournaments hit, everyone is still on a uh, everyone is still on an even playing field. In fact, this is easier with a card game than it is with a fighting game. Because <laughs> in a fighting game, you have you have to do you have to uh, account for people's reaction times. You have to account with unorthodox ways people might use that character. You have to account for code that might have that character uh, uh, like a like the character might have a bug that makes something really, really good. So therefore, you have to, you know, deal with that. In a card game, no, this is just a set rule. The only things you have to worry about is how does it interact with these set of cards, and is the wording specific enough to make sure that no dumb shit can happen. That's it. It is literally <laughs> easier to do this in a card game than in a fighting game. So it's like, it's like, really, guys? I was telling I was telling my friends I was like I was like no they just don't give a shit anymore they're just making the cards and their motto now is we can always ban it which is exactly what they're doing <laughs> that's their motto now we can always ban it ban before dishonor yeah <laughs> remember kids it's better to ask permission it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission don't ever follow that rule. That is horrible that advice. It is always better to ask permission. <laughs> mm. 
unless you know you're not going to get permission, then you ask for forgiveness after. Right? It is like unless you know you're not going to get permission, then you ask for forgiveness. Right? That's really what that saying is. That's really what that saying means. If you know, if you know you're not going to get permission, ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <clears throat> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, I didn't have time to really get too deep into anything else. Um, I will point out that there is apparently a robotics company that aims to produce thousands of humanoid robots in 2021. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I've been hearing so people... A robot comes to 2021 then? Uh, no, they're, they're basically trying to produce mass like fully humanoid looking like basically androids yeah so like the movie i robot comes to 2021 no no not like well i as far as robotics yes but as far as their look no it would be more like uh have you ever seen the, the video game um detroit i am human i think it is no uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of what, uh, you know, um, but you know Blade Runner, right? Yeah, replicants. They're, yeah, they're trying to basically make replicants. Yeah. That's why yeah. they're not really like iRobots. They're basically trying to make replicants. Um, and a, a lot of people have been calling them give up machines, because it's like once you can buy a robot that basically does everything that a human can do, is you've given up. <laughs> and then other people have been like, you do know that if those get into the market and they're affordable and they become popular, they're going to get repurposed for, you know, other purposes. <laughs> like uh, uh, Saber Marionettes? Like saber marionettes, <laughs> dude. So if this company is able to pull this off and they are affordable, you're going to be seeing sex robots. You're going to be seeing uh, people's jobs are going to probably get lost if they can get sophisticated enough. I'd say in the next, like if this happens in 2021, and these robots are sophisticated enough then you're going to see sex robots, you're going to see worker robots, you're going to see uh, fight robots, like all, MMA, wrestling, all that shit is going to take a hard, hard backseat to robot fights. Because they, they, if they can move and if they can, if they can move and basically uh, physically act like human beings, you can do crazy shit with them and you don't have to worry about anyone getting hurt because they're just machines. Mm. So it's, it's really going to come down to how sophisticated they are, but if this goes well, they're going to get more sophisticated in the next 10, 15, 20 years because companies are immediately going to start copying the idea. Investors are immediately going to put their money into that. So these things are going to become are going to evolve rapidly in the next 10, 20, 30 years if this goes well. Hmm. And oh, also, I, I was also reading some articles where quantum uh, quantum mechanics has just had a bit of a breakthrough and where they're working on even smaller mechanics. 
Um, <laughs> basically, what quantum mechanics is, uh, what quantum mechanics is for those who may who are listening who may not know, uh, it is the small little uh, digital boards in your phones. It is like the smallest microchips that also have the most power to process data. That's basically what quantum mechanics is. It is taking, uh, it, it is, it is taking your dishwasher and figuring out how we can make it wash your dishes, but also be small enough to fit in the palm of your hand. That's basically mm. what quantum quantum mechanics is. Um, <clears throat> so I'm sitting. Um, Good. You said a dishwasher and put it in the palm of your hand, right? Mm-hmm. How's it going to wash dishes? <laughs> I know. I, I, it, literally, my sentence was taking your dishwasher and figuring out how it can still wash your dishes while also feed, uh, fitting yeah. in the palm of your gotcha. hand. That's literally what I said. <laughs> It'll be like a Roomba for dishes. You just put your dirty plate on the counter, robot on it, and it just runs in a circle cleaning your dish right um also there have been uh uh there have been uh not help wanted but job opening ads for ai developers so i i was like i literally went from one to the next to the other of these articles all happening like and they all feel like they happened within the same time frame and i was like that can't be coincidence. Hmm. So, like, uh, who is it? Elon Musk must be literally curled up in a ball in his room, gibbering to himself because he is terrified of artificial intelligence. Hmm. <laughs> Not incorrect. So that was so. Other than that. Uh, oh, and went to the birthday party. Um, it was the birthday party of my friend's youngest daughter. She turned four. Uh, did it at a bowling alley. Um, it was a good time. Uh, I did it at a bowling alley. It was a good time. The kids had fun running all up and down the place. So, so did that. Uh, also, I hope everybody had a good Valentine. We completely forgot about that in the last episode to wish everybody a, a happy Valentine. So I hope that went well for everybody um and that pretty much was my week oh i should have also forgot to mention yesterday was my birthday yay oh happy birthday i didn't even i didn't get a notice of that yep 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 but uh yeah so all right, sounds good. Um, trying to think if there's anything else I can think of. Mm, no, not really. Well, <clears throat> well, that's good. A quick, a quick part. Oh, um, we we did. Uh, the one person we will get feedback from, I guess, is uh, our listener Dale, who happens to be my neighbor. Uh, he he had told me he was very happy with the format, so the uh, the podcasts don't seem as daunting, especially when they're like uh, four hours long. <laughs> so mm. we, we got that bit of feedback, which is yeah. good. Yeah. So all right, that'll do it for uh, for.
for part one. Uh, we'll go ahead and close this off and uh, get started on part two here in a minute. Hold tight.